Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Thanks to the Supreme Court, Roe versus Wade is now dead, but abortion is not dead and babies are still dying. We interview Father Frank Pavone with Priests for Life on the importance of ministering to women in the Valley of Decision and even those who've already had an abortion. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we'd like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Here's our first story. In a landmark six to three decision, the Supreme Court of the United States has re repealed and reversed Roe versus Wade. By now you already know this, but did you know that abortion is not dead? Just because the Supreme Court ruling, abortion is still alive in many states, in fact, most states across America. But before we get into where, I wanna talk about the actual dicta of the landmark Supreme Court decision. Of course, uh, the case was Dobbs, and I want you to forget a minute about the liberal spin of, of the mainstream media. Instead, we're just gonna read to you the raw words of the Supreme Court themselves, and Justice Alito penned these words in a clear six to three majority, and he said the following, quote, the Supreme Court is, has held. The Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. Roe and Casey are overruled, and the authority to regulate abortion is returned to the people and their elected representatives, that is the state legislatures. The critical question is whether the Constitution, properly understood, confers a right to obtain an abortion. Casey, that's a case in 1992 in Pennsylvania, their controlling opinion at the Supreme Court skipped over that question and instead reaffirmed Roe solely on the basis of stare decisis, that is precedent. A proper application of stare decisis, however, requires an assessment of the strength of the grounds on which Roe was based. The court therefore returns to the question that Casey plurality did not consider, that is the legality of Roe. First, the court reviews the standard that the court's cases have been used, whether the 14th Amendment's reference to liberty protects a, protects a particular right. The, the right to abortion, for example, is that in the 14th Amendment? No, the Constitution makes no express reference to a right to obtain an abortion, but several constitutional provisions have been offered as potential homes for an implicit constitutional right. Again, just reading what the Supreme Court said here. Next, the court examines whether the right to obtain an abortion is rooted in the nation's history and tradition, and whether it is an essential component of ordered liberty. The court finds that the right to abortion is not deeply rooted in the nation's history and tradition. Finally, the court considers whether a right to obtain an abortion is part of the broader entrenched right that is supported by other precedents. The court concludes that the right to obtain an abortion 
cannot be justified as a component of such a right. Attempts to justify abortion through appeals to a broader right, to autonomy and to define one's own concept of existence prove too much. And therefore, the case is reversed and remanded. Period, end of quote. That is the direct ruling from the Supreme Court of the United States. Let's take a moment and discern the spirits. In this story, we have six conservative justices, three liberal justices. And I know Justice Roberts was kind of in the middle. He didn't want to repeal Roe, but he signed on to it. So let's give him the benefit of the doubt. The conservative justices listening to the voice of God ended some of the bloodshed that is going on across America. The three liberal justices in their dissenting opinion continue to call for more bloodshed, more abortions, more child killing, and therefore are listening to a demonic voice of murder. They don't have the knives in their hands, but they certainly legalize those who do, right? So we discern the demonic voice upon them. The Bible says this in Proverbs 29. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. Are you rejoicing at the repeal of Roe? We are. Let's rejoice together. Father in heaven, we rejoice in your glory. And Father, we thank you, thank you, thank you, God, for answering 50 years of prayers by your saints and ending some of the Holocaust that we've been talking about on this show for 10 years. Some of the children now will not be killed. Father, we pray it's continued in all 50 states, that all of the children will be protected, that, that state legislatures will pass the right laws and make the right judgments. Father, we pray for the continued repeal of abortion in America, in Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break, when we come back, Father Frank Pavone with Priest for Life. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today, I wanna invite you to sign a critical petition to defend innocent babies and to end abortion in America. On this show, we like to pray and petition God, but we also need you to take action today by petitioning Congress to stop the taxpayer-funded child killing, especially by defunding Planned Parenthood, America's number one abortion provider. Why are your taxes paying to murder innocent children in the womb? Well, if Congress would simply define personhood as life beginning at conception, we can reverse Roe versus Wade. Please join me today by signing this important petition to Congress. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org and sign your petition today. Sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. We have a brand new action alert for the activist members of our TV audience. And we want you to take action today to stop the religious purge of Christians from the military. You mean they're kicking out Christians? Yes, by the thousands right now because religious exemption waivers are being denied by especially the Air Force. And we've seen recent headlines how Air Force Academy cadets are being kicked out and forced to repay hundreds of thousands of dollars in back scholarship money, this is just wrong. We are standing for the religious freedom of the cadets. We're asking you to call 
the Secretary of Defense office. He is Lloyd Austin, and he wrote the policy saying that religious exemptions will be granted on a case-by-case -case basis, then why are almost zero exemption waivers being granted? We need you to take action today by calling the Secretary of Defense office, and we have his phone number. Get your pen ready to write down this phone number. We want you to call and say, please protect religious freedom. Don't purge the Christians out of the military. Here's that phone number. We want you to dial 703-692-7100. Again, that's 703-692-7100. Call the Secretary of Defense office and then call us for a free religious freedom sticker at 866-Obey-God. Press option three, take action today. Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Jumping into the fray is Father Frank Pavone, a pro-life activist with uh, his own ministry, but also a Catholic priest. Welcome, Father yes, Frank it's, Pavone. It's good to be with you again. Thank you for your work. Thank you. So uh, you and I meet at these things almost every year. Thank right. you for coming out and being so faithful. Uh, despite all of the, the, the disappointing news that we're just reading in AP, just reported one out of five babies are now killed by abortion right. every year. 930,000 in 2020. Uh, why is abortion increasing when everyone's talking about it? Everyone's talking about it, but you know, one of the things that's making it increase, uh, and we'll have to look more closely at the statistics as they continue to come out because they're always a few years lagging behind, is the um, wider availability of the chemical abortion method. Uh, that has been increasing more and more. In some places, it's as up to, into the 40 to 50 percent range. The pill, the, the abortion uh, the, pill. The, the, right, yes, exactly. And, um, and, and that, I think, we will find upon deeper analysis is one of the uh, the main reasons for this increase if not what about government encouragement of abortion I, I know now the Democrats have the house the Senate uh, even when the Republicans seem to be in charge they could not fully defund Planned Parenthood is government uh, paying for this? Are the taxpayers on the hook? Uh, they, they certainly are, yes. Of course, the Democrats are always trying to push for more money, not only maintain the status quo, but push for more money to go into the abortion industry. And uh, thankfully, in, in our in our Congress uh, over recent years, the Republicans have held firm in protecting the uh, protections that are there to our tax dollars from going into uh, the abortion industry, where, where there are already federal provisions uh, for, for, for preventing the funding of abortion. They've been able to hold firm uh, to those protections, even most recently uh, with uh, the budget. Uh, they stood against uh, the Biden administration. And like the Hyde Amendment had been enacted for 30 years, but that was, uh, that was under fire. Joe Biden wanted to revoke the Hyde Amendment to prevent uh, he wanted to fully fund with taxpayer dollars. But Governor, uh, uh, Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia stood pro-life, the only Democrat to do so. Yes, yes, and credit to him. Uh, and, you know, for our, for our viewers to understand how how radical this is. Of course, the, 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 the Democrat Party uh, put this into their platform uh, just recently uh, when they uh, revised it. They said in the platform that the Hyde Amendment should go. People should keep in mind, this got bipartisan support for all these decades, just about four decades now. Uh, I knew Henry Hyde was able to be with him on a number of occasions. What a great warrior for life. And this was his great contribution to the movement, which 
analysis indicates saved about two and a half million lives. So the Hyde Amendment deserves to stay. It's again uh, bipartisan. I mean, uh, Bill, you talk about Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, even they uh, preserved this amendment, and uh, Biden himself voted for it in the past. So. Um, you know, most people, even those that say they're pro-choice, they don't want to pay for somebody else's abortion. And uh, but that is, as you said, one of the reasons why so many of these abortions continue. It is abortion, and, and I'm not. Listen, my my PhD is in evangelical theology, Pentecostal theology, but not Catholic theology. I, I got an expert here who knows the Catechism, right? So I want to uh, help me understand. Is it, is abortion a mortal sin, a venial sin, or not a sin? It would be mortal sin if someone is consenting to it with freedom and uh, knowledge. Those are always factors, of course. If a person knows what they're doing, they know how, uh, that it's wrong, and they're not under uh, you know, excessive coercion, yes, it would be very... In fact, it's in the category, canonically, in the Catholic Church, there are certain sins that carry uh, extra penalties canonically, only a handful of sins, and abortion is one of them. Oh my gosh. So let me... But there's grace and mercy for anyone who has had an abortion if they repent. How would oh, someone yes. receive forgiveness? Well, by repenting, turning to God. In fact, that's one of the biggest parts of our ministry uh, at Priests for Life is that we run actually the world's largest effort for healing people after abortion. It's called Rachel's Vineyard. And uh, to repent, one simply has to uh, go turn to God, starting within their own heart and soul and mind, and say, Lord, I, 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 I'm sorry. Or you could even be without words. You know, there's so much pain out there on the part of people who've had abortions. Sometimes. They they don't realize that the pain is connected to their abortion. Yeah. Uh, 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 that awareness may come later. But the point is that it's precisely that pain and distress that can lead them to the point where they turn to God and say, Lord, I, I, I messed up. I'm really sorry. And once they have that turning back to God, even, I mean, I've ministered to people through our Rachel's Vineyard uh, who have had as many as 26 abortions. And people are always astonished at that. And you know, it's because it's a cycle of, of despair. You know, you have one abortion, leads you into self-destructive activity, it leads to another and another. So some people have had dozens of abortions. Bottom line is even someone like that, upon turning back to the Lord, can and will receive his mercy. And we are eager to give that mercy. We are, you know, the pro-life movement rejects abortion, but we do not reject those who have had abortions. And we want the, it to be very clear the gospel of life is the gospel of mercy. Jesus said, I, I think it was to Peter, uh, how many times must I forgive my brother? And Jesus said, 70 times, seven times, or I, I'm a simpleton, right? 490 times if you're doing <laughs> the math at home. Um, can you pray for somebody out there who is, who has been through that personal trauma? Maybe yeah. they made a bad decision in the past. Uh, would you say a prayer for them? Absolutely. Father, you are the God of mercy. Lord, reach those who are in darkness now, in silence, in shame, those who feel unable even to lift up their eyes from the dark corner in, in, in which they are, they have collapsed. Lord God, let a light shine into that dark corner. Let a hand be reached there, the hand of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and let them know of his presence. Let them know of his presence through us, your people, your body, your witnesses on earth. Let the light shine into the dark places, O oh God, where there is so much despair. And let those in pain know that we are with them, that you want to forgive them, and that there is hope 
that there is life, that there is light, that there is salvation, and that that salvation has a name, Jesus Christ, and that he is eager, eager to embrace them as we are eager to embrace them. May they recognize that today, Lord. May your people reach them with this saving gospel, and may they have your forgiveness and peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do you have time for one more segment? Absolutely. I want to ask about Nancy yeah. Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi was recently invited to not receive communion by her Catholic bishop in California. Father Frank Pavone has a thought about this after this. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my brand new product, My Slippers. What makes my slippers different from those other slippers is my exclusive four-layer design. The first layer is my pillow's patented foam, which will help prevent fatigue and offer you incredible support. My second layer is a memory foam that will give you amazing comfort. And layer three is my patented impact gel that'll help reduce stress on your feet. And layer four is a durable outdoor-indoor sole so you can wear my slippers anywhere, anytime. Go online or call right now to order your very own pair of the new My Slippers. Use the promo code on your screen and save an incredible 40% off your My Slippers order. You can enjoy My Slippers anytime, anywhere. What I love most about My Slippers is that I can wear them all day long and not have to change shoes. I personally guarantee the first time you put them on, they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. This is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. The new MyPillow towels are exclusively made with 100% USA combed cotton with proprietary technology and with maximum absorbency. They dry you faster and are guaranteed to work. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free or get my classic premium MyPillow and get another one absolutely free. So so call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Father Frank Pavone. Uh, Father Frank, we talked before the break about uh, abortion and whether it's a mortal or venial or not a sin, but you said it's a mortal sin. Let me ask it a different way. If I were a legislator, and I'm a former state representative, I was, yes. I was a legislator, right? But if I voted for abortion like Nancy Pelosi does, is that a mortal sin, a venial sin, or not a sin? Well, again, based on uh, what we were saying about the degree of knowledge, the degree of freedom, presuming all that is there, I would put that in the category of a mortal sin as well. I mean, you are authorizing the killing of not just one, but many innocent human beings and there's the few few sins get worse than that so what was the reaction of is it, is it uh, archbishop cordelione yes. in, in california yes well i've known him first of all for 25 years we worked together in rome uh as priests back there in the late 90s and i knew that he would do a great job uh, as a bishop once i heard that he had been named such and uh, uh what he did was the most logical thing 
that a bishop can do in these circumstances because you have a person who is known, nationally known, to take a pro-abortion position, even internationally. The Speaker of the U.S. House the of Representatives, of third, Nancy Pelosi. Right, the third highest position in the government. And it's not just a, a position of, oh, I'm in favor of the so-called right to choose. No, it's worse than that. It's somebody who is leading votes. She just led a vote in the House of Representatives not long ago to pass the most extreme pro-life bill that has ever been introduced in the House, taking away all reasonable restrictions and regulations, even parents being involved in the, uh, 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 an abortion decision of their minor age daughter. So she pushes it, more and more money into the abortion industry, fewer and fewer restrictions on abortion. She pushes it, advocates it vigorously. So this is not a situation where, you know, sometimes people will say, uh, oh, you know, we have to be um, gentle towards those who are, you know, they're trying to live the faith, but we all stumble and fall and it's weakness. It's not weakness. It's not somebody who's stumbling along the path of discipleship. It's someone who's running in the opposite direction. Wow. So what the Archbishop has to do in that situation is call, like Scripture tells us to, right? Be good shepherds, be watchmen for the house of Israel, call people away from their sins, point out their wrongdoing in the hope of saving them. He has done that. He has done that over the years. Many have done that over the years. He talked I've to done. Nancy Pelosi. He did. Oh. And, and, and he, he, he invited her to talk some more because, you know, we know she's always been on this side of the, of the, of the issue. Um, and uh, yet the recent action she has taken, such as that bill I just mentioned, have prompted the Archbishop to reach out to her yet again. This time she didn't respond. So the bishop then is, is, is put, as all these bishops are put, in a situation of deciding, okay, I've done what we all say we should do, reached out to her privately. What if that doesn't work? Now, she's still causing damage. She's causing damage to the unborn who are being killed and to their moms and dads and families. And she's doing damage to the public witness of the church. She doesn't have to be doing this. You know, here, here's the thing I, I, I always point out. There are multiple instances where, where we can go back to the tape and watch, you know, press conferences where she's asked, you know, for example, why did you not permit a vote on taxpayer funding of abortion, you know, to, uh, to restrict that and whatnot. So instead of answering a legislative question with a legislative answer, she starts talking about what a devout and faithful Catholic she is. Well, why even bring that up? You're the Speaker of the House. Talk about what you're doing in the House. Don't talk about what you're doing in your church. But no, she insists on bringing it up publicly. And, you know, then when we call them out on this and say, well, that's inconsistent with Catholic teaching, what do they say? Oh, it's a private matter. Well, I'm sorry, you can't have it both ways. Either it's public and then you have to answer it publicly and defend yourself publicly, or it's private, which means you shouldn't bring it up in the first place. We don't care. I don't care what religion the Speaker of the House in my country is. I don't care what religion the President of the United States is. What I care is if they're honest, if people of integrity, and they're not going to try to misuse their faith, whatever it might be, in order to get votes. But that's what these people are trying to do. So Biden behaved the same way during his presidential campaign. Oh, I have my rosary. You know, what do we care about that? Be quiet about that, you know, and we bring it up to them and oh, it's a private matter. The other thing here is this. Um, what the Archbishop did, which some people criticize, has a very strong biblical basis. He invited her to stop taking communion. He said to her, finally, yeah, his decision was, I have to do this and I have to do it publicly. Tell her she may not receive communion. 
and until she changes. In other words, it's not a, a forever closed door. We, is that only in her San Francisco diocese, or can she take communion in D.C.? Well, if a, if a bishop in another diocese authorized her to do so, she could. Uh, however, uh, many bishops have spoken up now in, in, in uh, support of Archbishop Corleone, saying that this restriction should follow her where she goes. And Including Bishop Aquila in Denver. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and they're taking the right position because, you know, it's not like the, the faith says one thing in one diocese and another thing in another place. The inconsistency between supporting uh, the killing of babies and welcoming your, Jesus into your mind and heart and body and communion is, is true everywhere. That inconsistency is, is wherever you go. So it should be consistent and follow. But this is the problem we face that the bishops are not consistent among themselves in dealing with this question, which is why I always go back to the biblical basis of this. Jesus said, when you bring your gift to the altar and you recognize that your brother has something against you, go first and be reconciled and then come and offer your gift. Right. Now, in our theology, we believe that the Mass is not just a receiving of Jesus, it's a sacrifice. We're going to the altar to offer ourselves in union with the Son to the Father, uh, and then we receive the fruit of that sacrifice, which is His body. And you're talking about the body and blood of Christ, the communion elements that are, in your belief, transubstantiated. Uh, and. 1 Corinthians 11 warns us against receiving the sacrament with, with a sinful conscience. What, are, what is the consequence if Nancy Pelosi just uh, goes and takes communion again? Well, like you say, the scriptures tell us you're eating and drinking judgment upon yourself. Uh, and that's pretty serious. I mean, it's one of the most serious uh, uh, passages in Scripture about the kinds of sins we can commit in the context of worship. Uh, scripture brings a number of those kinds of, of sins to light. I think also of Isaiah chapter 1, God is pretty angry with his people. And it's, it's a fascinating passage because he says, what do I care about the number of your sacrifices? Who commanded you to offer these things? And the ironic thing about that passage, of course, is that it was God that commanded the sacrifices, right? But now he's saying, I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. In fact, I think it's one of the scariest verses of scripture. He says to them, when you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not listen. And it's like, why? And then later in that passage, of course, it says the reason he's angry. Your hands are full of blood. He was talking about the shedding of innocent blood. So the, the, the people like Pelosi need to understand this, that, you know, this is not some kind of, you know, animosity from Archbishop Cordelione. This is not some kind of right-wing traditionalist uh, 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 opinion of some people in the church as to how we should handle this. What he's doing is consistent not only with the law of the church, it's consistent with the scriptures, and it's consistent with basic common sense, which says, common spiritual sense, which says you can't welcome Jesus yeah. and throw away the babies that he created and that he loves. What is your website for Priest for Life and, and Rachel, Rachel's Vineyard? Yes, endabortion.us is our main website, and rachelsvineyard.org is the Rachel's Vineyard site for the healing after abortion. All right. Our thanks to Father Frank Pavone, who leads Priest for Life. I'm Dr. Chaps. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Chaps. Do you want to get free news alerts faster than everybody else? Do you want to get invitations to private events to come meet me in person? Do you want to get a free religious freedom window decal? Pick up your phone, it's right there by your hand, and text this word, text the word PRAY to 24365. 
text the word PRAY to 24365 and we'll sign you up. Then call us at 866-OBEY-GOD. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D to get a free Religious Freedom sticker. Call today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. 